Hello, my name is Tim from Signage Life and welcome to episode three of Digital Signage Explored. In this session, we're going to be looking at data and digital signage, a key element to infusing the most up-to-date metrics to engage your workforce with the most important and vital information that's ever changing and continuously expanding and growing. This week, we'll be speaking to Justin from Telesea Media and looking at how they use data to create the best experience for their customers when it comes to digital signage out in the world. If you're a solutions architect, CEO, or just someone that deals with data management regularly, especially from a digital signage and a communication perspective, this episode is definitely going to be for you. Hello, welcome to Digital Signage Explored. My name is Tim from Signage Live, and with me today, we have Justin Ochowski, Director of Sales and Marketing at Telescene Media. Justin, thank you very much for joining. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Tim. It's really a pleasure to be here. Really happy to just talk about all things digital signage, especially when it comes to data integration. Yeah, absolutely. And I've kind of been holding on to this one. It wasn't the first episode, it wasn't the second episode, but it is something that there's so, there's so much to delve into. And I know you guys deal with data a lot and kind of how to infuse that into digital signage. So I'm really glad we had the opportunity to kind of sit down and talk about this um, one-to-one. And we've only met a couple of times in person, but we've met a couple of different shows around the world. And yeah, I think it's just a really good opportunity for you and me to sit down and kind of chew the fat, as it were, in terms of what data is doing in digital signage today. Definitely. It's too bad we don't have a couple drinks with us, but I guess we should be talking about more specific digital signage related stuff today. When we release Digital Signage Explored After Dark, we'll do like a whole separate show around that. Then we can talk about Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> so do you want to give us a bit of an introduction as to who you are and what you do within Telescene and just a bit of a background? Yeah, for sure. So like you mentioned, I'm Justin Lachowski, Director of Sales and Marketing for Telescene. Company's been around a long time. We're about 35 years in. We started doing digital signage about 20 years ago, back when plasma screens were sort of the norm in tech for display technology. And we've been in digital signage, like I said, for about 20 years. And we focus primarily on the custom digital signage content creation. So whether that means integrating various data sources or coming up with a corporate communications template package, any designer integration into backend systems, that's what we do. Perfect. Yes. I mean who else better to talk about data than you guys over there. And we've only just recently, from our perspective, released tools that can securely deliver data at that scale. But you guys have been dealing with the raw kind of input and being able to create content that's attractive, which I think is a really big part of that story. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've always liked tools that help us with the data integration. So what I've seen that you folks have been working on makes our job quite a bit simpler because you've already taken out the large lift of getting the two interfaces to talk to each other. Now, where we would add value into a scenario like that is we would take the data in first, do whatever, you know, crunching or programmatic analysis that we would need to do before re-delivering that to assignment platform, which is what we do for a lot of our customers. Yeah. And I think that's how I've seen the progression of the data and digital signage change is we've had a lot of initial conversations around how do we do it. And we've honestly, we were struggling with that for a long time because you either do it, it's incredibly intensive or it's just restrictive in terms of what you can do. But things are changing now in the way that people are expecting data to come in with more HTML5 content as well. It's a lot more easier to infuse the data and have it kind of injected into the custom content. But it comes down to making that content attractive enough for people to actually engage with because We've seen people, you, know, you, you can't just put a list of numbers. People just don't engage with it. And that's half the battle is getting people to actually engage with the right content to add value. 
And that's a really good point. You know, data for data sake is just numbers, right? We've all just seen that as spreadsheet or whatever. Mm -hmm. What's important is the story that you're trying to tell with that data. And I don't think a lot of people really understand the power or the value that comes out of taking that data, analyzing it and coming up with a really unique and compelling story that actually engages the audience more, creates a sense of community mm -hmm. and has the wanting to look at the screens more often. And um, that's another cool thing too. A lot of people have a challenge sometimes with filling up content in a playlist. Yeah. Now, when you integrate a dynamic data source into your signage system, you've now basically created a source of ever-changing content, whatever the underlying data set is changing. Yeah, 100%. It, it takes off a lot of the burden of those content creators while still keeping engaging content. And I think that's, uh, you're totally right. It's, you can't just put any data up there. You've got to really understand who you're pointing that data to. I think on the first episode, we were talking about KPIs and metrics and trying to uh, dictate, you know, what parts of the business to speak to what, whether it's logistics or whether it's the sales teams or whether it's the customer service teams, and they all have their own data sets or KPIs that they want to be driving off of and putting that right information in front of them is what gets people excited and actually watching that screen. Yeah. And, and a lot of organizations, I think, um, overlook the amount of data that they're actually sitting on organizations. I'd say over the last decade have onboarded a plethora of tools internally to develop metrics, understand performance. Now they're sitting on a, a significant amount of information mm -hmm. that has a compelling story to tell. Yeah. Now, if you think that, think about the story of what it is that you want to tell and put that up on screen. Like you mentioned, KPIs is a really important one. It not only gets people looking at the screen, but you're communicating a really important metric that is mm -hmm. measured internally. Um, but it also creates a sense of community and a little bit of competition. If I'm looking at a screen and I see Tim's got 10 sales this week and I'm lagging behind with five or six, yeah, it might motivate me a little bit to say, hey, you know what? I want to be up there. That's totally it. Yeah, no, you couldn't hit the nail of the head better there. I think it is really just about being able to, whatever department you're talking to, they're going to have their own unique kind of qualifiers of what's going to get them excited. Sales is always the bit, the most kind of aggressive typically. It's the ones that you've got to go, you've got to be tenacious, you've got to go and close this deal. And, and they are typically, it's gamifying that whole scenario and making it, you know, part of a video game uh, experience in essence. Um, do you have any customers that you could talk into in terms of what they've, what their experience is, what they were looking for? What was the driving factors for them? For sure. So I have a couple that come to mind. I'll start with a, a smaller one that was just, it was just interesting. It's a hand washing app for digital signage. It's a healthcare-based client in Eastern Canada. Mm -hmm. And what they wanted to do was encourage both patients and staff to wash their hands. So what we did was they found a piece of technology that actually integrated in with the faucets in a couple of key bathrooms. Now, every time the faucet would run for 20 seconds or so, mm -hmm. that would count as a full hand wash. Right. And the numbers would then reflect on the digital sign. That's fascinating. So it's a, you know, a small, unique way to get data into the system, but also say, hey, like we wash our hands here. We keep it clean. That's really um, fascinating. I guess after that, you could almost like, you could almost incentivize that, like have that metric on a big whiteboard somewhere. So some people are like, Ugh. it's almost like keeping people accountable. Yeah, exactly. But one really interesting one that it's a bit of an older project now, but it really stood the test of time because mm. clients thought of this project holistically when we originally engaged them. 
They're another healthcare client, more on the pharma side. What they did was at the moment that they were looking to onboard digital signage, they were going through an intranet refact. Mm -hmm. Decided at that point that they wanted to integrate the intranet with the digital signage as much as possible. Sure. So we built their digital signage system from the ground up, integrating directly into their intranet platform. Now, the customer doesn't even access the CMS platform. All of the content is driven directly from their intranet. So if you want to send a recognition to one of your employees or colleagues, you would distribute that message the same way you would through the intranet platform. Yeah. And it also translates directly into the digital sign. Yeah. That was a really unique way to integrate data from the ground up and just have a holistic system that worked perfect. So with that, that's really fascinating because I do think there's a huge value to that. Intranet's kind of one of those Different companies use intranets very differently. Some of them, they're a graveyard of data and information that no one ever goes and sees. And sometimes they're like the backbone of businesses. There's really no, like, there's no telling how much uh, an intranet is used until you start working there. But is there, was there kind of logic or anything built into that to say certain content was or wasn't for display on screen? Like, how was that managed? Yeah. So the way that we worked is we developed sort of a set of templates for them. So each template had its own unique purpose. So there was recognition, there was employee anniversaries, then your other standard dynamic data sets and digital signage, your news, sports, weather, traffic destinations. Mm. So what we did was we created an entire package for their digital signage platform, but only a subset of that were templatized and integrated into the internet platform. So the uh, employee anniversaries or recognitions or lunch menus were all integrated and then distributed back to the digital signage platform. So it wasn't a all you can eat sort of anything that you publish on the internet is going to show up yeah. on the digital signage. There was a subset of templates that we created specifically for that purpose. Totally. And I can imagine that would be, that's got to be a pre prerequisite at that point, right? Because there's so much information on there. And as we just kind of saying, you've got to be You've got to be careful what information you deliver. What, the one thing that I always say from with the benefit of digital signage versus any other communication type is it's more by osmosis than it is by, you, you're just kind of absorbing that over time. And you only want to really be approached with key data and metrics for your department or company or brand recognition, whatever it is that you end up facing on. But that's really interesting in the way that was built. Is that something in terms of the scalability of that? Was that just something because they didn't have enough internal resources to manage content or was it just a preferred method for them? I think what they were trying to do was really build a sense of community around their intranet platform, mm. really engage their team members on using the intranet platform. And the digital signage aspect to them really was just an additional publishing target yeah. to ensure that the messages that were published on the internet are consistent across the organization. But also, again, it's creating that sense of community between employees, you know, you see the stuff on the internet, great. But if you're walking with a colleague, having a coffee through the hallways yeah. and you see a recognition award, you know, it's just a cool talking point and it sort of brings it back to the heart of the organization that truthfully that they care. Yeah. And one other thing that I found too is the second that you name the network, it becomes a huge part of the community. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I often like to tell customers is the data is a great thing to do because you're telling the story that you are already conveying to your team members mm. with 
whatever platform you're using internally. But the second that you give it a name, call it, you know, signage live TV. Yeah. For some reason, people are like, oh, hey, did you see that on signage live TV? Did you see that? You know, it, it, it's, it's That's again, really funny. community. There's so much, there's so much psychology that goes behind digital signage. That I really find fascinating in terms of like the retention piece we were talking about is although digital signage is still a very corporate focused tool, you kind of want to make it as engaging, almost like people trying to keep retention on a YouTube platform or how many viewers am I getting and how do we measure that retention? And it's, um, there was a, an interview I did a little while ago where there's a university hospital and they wanted to kind of validate the proof or the, the ROI of the digital signage. They did challenges and games and things and all tie that into QR codes. And then they take that QR code data and say, look, you know, take it to the board and say, look, people are engaging and ingesting this data and this information because they're engaged with the screens in a different way. So that's, that's really fascinating. What kind of results have you seen from that? Because I know you work quite long-term with individual companies and kind of your relationship with them isn't just immediately kind of start and stop at the end of creating the content. Do you see like over time there's a change in what people are expecting from their digital signage? Definitely. So I can say that this project was significantly successful because well, one, we retained the client for over 10 years. And what's interesting is you get two sort of scenarios. You rather do your job really, really well upfront. You'd never hear from the customer. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, you just did such a great job. They're so happy with it. Yeah. But a customer that's truly engaged with their digital site and sees the value of it as a publishing target for communication, mm. they keep coming back. And that's the experience that we've had with most of our deep integration clients. They like what they've seen. And then over time, as their needs change, they come back because they want to do it again in a really cool, unique way. Yeah. yeah. Do they come back with anything like, hey, Justin, thanks very much for this. Oh my God, we had the most amazing experience and people were telling us this, this, and this about the platform. Is there any kind of feedback that you tend to get from your customers? Absolutely. So one thing that we did um, about two years ago now, just as the return to office stuff was becoming important, mm. uh, QR codes obviously have made their way back into the public facing. Our lives. Yeah, basically. Um, so obviously the ROI question comes up all the time. If it can investment that I make digital sign is actually paying off. And, you know, with simple QR codes on different slides to measure engagement has shown that people really are looking at digital sign. And this particular client, we use the QR code method just because they didn't love the idea of analytics cameras or beacons and things like that. Sure. But they were a hybrid workforce and they were trying to find a means to re-engage their workforce and bring them back to the audience. So what they did was they had specific days of the week where they would run a contest mm. only on the digital signage. That means you had to be in the office in order to participate in that. Right. But in order to participate in that, you had to scan the QR code that was on screen. And what we found out was 70% of the people who were in the offices those days were participating in those contests. Wow. That's it a was really a really, big number. It, it was significant. I don't know what the giveaway was, but it must have been something really cool to get that level of engagement. 70% engagement is pretty, that's pretty mad actually, to be fair. If you have you, to keep in mind that 70% of the individuals who were sure. in the office those days. So, I mean, the population could be you know, as small as 20 people, but as well, well you've got to, I mean, what else can you measure, right? If they're, they're on site, that's the only time they're going to see it, but that, that does make 
that that's a, for me, I think that's a really impressive statistic because you've got, like you could tie that on to, Hey, complete this form. We've been pestering you about and none of you completed yet, which I know is a conversation that comes up all the time. It's like, Hey, if you complete this form, we're going to put you into a prize drawer. And, and then you kind of promote that on the digital signage. And I'm sure that's not a big issue for someone with maybe 20, 30 employees. But when you're looking at two, three, 400 employees that you've got to get to complete a task, that's no mean undertaking. Yeah, definitely. And obviously the levels of engagement, depending, excuse me, on the size of the organization, mm. that, that's where the numbers really come into play. It, yeah. it, with a workforce of 300 plus, 70% might be a bit of a stretch. <laughs> so, oh, we, we have to find out. We have to do a test. Definitely. What does delivering data on digital signage, what does that allow them to change in terms of the way they do business? Whatever this company might be, we could be corporate comms, it could be banking, financial, it could be insurances. What do they tend to get out of it? What's the major uplift? Well, I think the major uplift for data integration for digital signage is it, it alleviates a significant portion of the content creation burden. Yeah. Now, a lot of people, I think, always have that challenge when it comes to digital signage is the content creation aspect. Mm -hmm. It's easy to get a line item for a screen. It's fairly straightforward as well to get a line item for a CMS platform and understand how that works. But content is a little bit different because you always need to constantly create things because new information is changing, graphical templates change, branding changes, and you need to create a continue that loop of content to keep people engaged. Otherwise, it just becomes digital wallpaper, yeah. which is relatively boring. And expensive. <laughs> And expensive. So when you integrate a, a data source into your digital signage, it alleviates that burden to have to constantly create new pieces of content. Mm -hmm. So in, in the example that I was giving earlier about the intranet platform, because all of their employees are already so engaged with the internet, it was relatively straightforward to constantly have new content being built as opposed to having a team of graphic designers that spend their day creating graphics or something. Yeah. And that's the other challenge too, is an organization that's onboarding digital signage for the first time, they don't have a group that's specifically geared towards managing content and creating content. So it often becomes an afterthought or a burden to a, a marketing person who is doing online campaigns now all of a sudden has this additional publishing target that they need to think about. Yeah. So. When the data aspect comes in, it really takes off, I think, a lot of the workflow aspect and it comes to creating new content. 100%. And I think that's, we've just some examples of that as well that we've been looking at recently is you can start really simplistic, right? It's like birthdays, anniversaries, celebrations, milestones in the company. All of that is something that could just be running off of a spreadsheet or as you say, like an intranet. And it's just mm -hmm. pulling that and where the data binding and the data comes in there to add value is you go, okay, well, go pull a picture of that person and go pull what their favorite pet's name is or whatever. And just yep. adding in that story that we're talking about to just add some value to the context. So it's not just DOB, 19th of June, hooray. It's just got a little bit more, a little bit more pizzazz and flavor to it to keep people engaged. So it kind of all comes for full circle to that experience that they have and telling a narrative around the data at the same time. No, you're absolutely right. And there's a plethora of tools out there for subscription-based digital signage content that also helps um, alleviate that content creation burden. Mm -hmm. uh, and frankly, it's just another dynamic data source. So if you're doing your own internal data integration and then also using some subscription-based content, yeah. you've fed the beast quite a bit. You almost 
don't have to add additional content to your system. No, 100%. One of the questions I did want to have or discussions I want to have with you is around data privacy and security. I know you guys work quite closely with some industries that are quite conscious and concerned of their, I don't know how much you can go into the specifics, but they, they want to make sure that whatever content they're distributing on an automatic way is approved. Can you talk a bit around that and like how, how that works for you guys? For sure. So right off the bat, I always tell customers, stay up to date on security patches and software updates for your signed platforms. Make sure your media players are running the latest OS. Mm. That's just a sure way to at least prevent any potential challenges like that. But we have a few financial customers. I won't say any names. But, sure. No, absolutely. Um, obviously, financial data is a big concern and data privacy and security is a big concern. So what we've learned is keeping that stuff in-house and having your own media servers on-prem mm. does alleviate a lot of that concern about security and privacy mm -hmm. because obviously there's no connection to a cloud server or reaching out to the internet. So what we've done is we've created a lot of applications that sit on the same server as the digital signage system. Mm -hmm. but is local to the organization. So we have the ability to gather that data internally on their server, in their network, right. redistribute that back to the digital signage system mm -hmm. without having any hooks outside of the organization. And that's been a sure way for us to reduce those concerns and stay compliant. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. So I think that's, we've actually, because it's something that we've been discussing for a long time as data and we're only just really scratching the surface now of functionality that's available there. One of the things that we've been looking at internally is something called data sync services, and it's all being built to try and alleviate that specific concern because it is, depending on your data, I don't think everybody needs this. Banking financially is obviously a very specific center where that's a concern. I think other ones, you know, like military services, that kind of stuff, they might be very conscious about their data. Some are less so, but it's just about being able to house that content in the cloud in a way that's securely while still having 2FA enabled, while still having MFA enabled, while still having all best practices and security policies. So it's definitely been up until recently, I think almost the biggest blocker for cloud-based digital signage, which I think is now alleviating, but it's been a while. So I think that, as you said, put it on local, put it on-prem, and you completely get rid of any of those arguments. So that's just typically where that business has gone, the high security stuff for sure. Yeah. And you made a good point, you know, the two-factor, multi-factor authentication is key. And also another great, um, source of data integration, right? There's single sign-on. If your platform has that kind of hook available on their APIs, yep. that's been a great way for us to uh, alleviate that concern for customers as well as doing single sign-on. Yep, 100%. Yeah, it's a big topic of conversation at the moment. We've just been through our ISO 27001 security certificate, which is in depth. It's not really about the platform per se. It's more about the business practices and best practices that business have in terms of keeping things secure. But from us, from, even if we go down to just me specifically, me experiencing that, that level of security we have to go through to even use a piece of software that we want to use. The first question is, does it have MFA? Does it have 2FA? Does it have SOC 2 or ISO? Does it have some kind of compliance to those rules? And very quickly, you get so bogged down into the water that your choices get much more limited. You really can only find a few platforms that are working at that level because they've been tested to that level of rigor. Yeah, definitely. So... Do you have any specific case studies or companies that you've kind of effectively leveraged data-driven digital signage for a way for them to have corporate communication? Is there a particular client that comes in mind that you go, 
this was the perfect example of what we're talking about here today? Absolutely. Another large financial client we've been dealing with for a long time, won't say the name of the customer, but <clears throat> they're relatively famous for their terminals. Not to give anything away there. We've been working with that customer for a long time and they have global offices from New York to all, all across Europe and Asia. Now, what we did with them, we integrated into their terminal mm. to leverage a lot of the data that comes out for their sales metric. In their offices, above every row of desks, you see a row of three screens, vertical or sorry, horizontal V-shape like this. Okay, got you. And you can see it just from above basically any desk and it plays back a handful of sales metrics that are based on data sets that come directly from the terminal. Everything runs in real time and displays those metrics above the heads of all of the staff members and the media team that actually affect those sales. So what you'll see there is their intranet, which can't name the name of an intranet service. Then in the middle, you've got their metric screens, which is actually the name of the network. And then you also have another corporate communication screen on the uh, right-hand side that gives a little bit more information about upcoming events and things like that. But it was a great example of a client that had a very locked down system. We had to do all of our programming on-prem on their server at their location. There was no way for us to do the work remotely, programmatically, even through a VPN. We did our base programming here in Montreal and then went abroad to actually finish the project on site. But that was about a four-month project where we worked through massive amounts of data sets to try and tell the story for each of those different metrics that they were looking to display for their employees. What advice would you offer to people who are just looking at dig digital signage data for the first time and what they can do to understand what, what data they can actually utilize? Yeah, so I would definitely start by looking at what internal tools you use most often that have a lot of data sets that can tell uh, a very compelling story if we're able to integrate into those systems. And that's another key thing too, is to make sure or hope that those internal tools offer a programmable interface so that developers mm. can use that to take the information out to create that compelling story. But also think about first and foremost, what are you looking to communicate? What is your objective? Because of course, you can do your research, look at what those internal tools are, but if none of the information coming out of there is important or pertinent mm. to what you want to communicate to your audience, you know, it, it might be a waste of an exercise. So what's the point? Exactly. And, and like with any digital signage we project that we get involved in, the first thing you've got to ask yourself is the why you're doing. What is the yeah. objective of me putting a digital signage system in and putting this content up? That's the, the key piece. And if you can answer that question by saying, let's say for an example, well, I really want to create a sense of community and get my salespeople to look at their metrics more often and mm -hmm. create a sense of competition. Yep. So what platforms do you use to measure those metrics? And if they've got a programmable interface, great. That's a, a good way to get started. Perfect. Yeah, that's actually something that I've noticed a lot speaking to different case study individuals across the last year is surprising how much people are trying to avoid using digital signage now for what I would call like training, onboarding and basic information. It's now, it's 
all about trying to engage people. I think that's probably a bit of a knock-on effect from the hybrid working model that's come out now. And obviously post-COVID, everyone's trying to everyone's trying to find a decent reason to come back into the office. And I think they're trying to make a, an environment that's far more engaging and tactile in that way. And that's digital signage has been driven into that conversation quite a bit. You're absolutely right. Um, it's just at the end of the day, it becomes another publishing target for communication. And I think yeah. with the hybrid workforce, communication in the organizations has become increasingly more important. So mm -hmm. I think it's important now to just think of digital signage as another publishing endpoint, whether you're putting it out on an internet or sending a corporate email, that same information should make its way to the digital signage as well, because you definitely will have viewers looking at it. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's been really, really insightful. I think this, we could keep talking about this forever, but we do have some kind of hard stop. I, I want to leave you with one last question just to kind of get your mind thinking of content for the future. So with emerging technologies in data-driven digital signage being pretty quick, and there's a lot of changes happening just recently in terms of what people want to show, obviously now the, the birth of AI and there's changes in that. What do you kind of see the future of data and digital signage? Do you, do you feel like there's a particular path that we're going towards? I don't think we're going to one particular path just yet. I obviously think the emergence of, of AI is going to have a major impact. It's already starting to when it comes to the content creation aspect. But I think mm. you'll start to see AI make its way into the software side as well and yep. learn from your workflow habits and then be able to start creating messages it, it, before you would even get to so yep. if you're the person who's responsible for managing your network and there's an AI that sits on top of your signage platform, mm -hmm. well, it's going to learn from you. It's going to start to say, oh, okay, this person gets up every day, nine o'clock, logs into the system, uploads mm -hmm. these messages, schedules these out here. Well, tomorrow, I'm going to just do that for them. By the time yep. they log into the platform, they just basically need to approve it. So I think yeah, that's... I thought, yeah. That's definitely one way I think we're going to start to see some more deeper integration. But I also think with the emergence of data and digital science, I think we're going to see better, more robust APIs coming out of various different internal business systems because yeah. that's just a great way to feed the beast like we've been discussing. When people come to talk to us about digital signage, it's always like, oh, well, what can you offer us? Like, what can you give us for content? But it's important to take a step back first and say, well, what can you internally offer your audience as mess? Yep. And that's when we get the links back to the deeper integration with their business. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's really exciting. I, I like your idea of it being kind of more almost UI driven. I do have a, an envisagement of one day your, your CMS almost as being like a, 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 just a, an AI assistant that says, hey, you haven't posted anything in a while. Would you like to post this? Here, I've made you a piece of content using Dali. Hey, here's some text from ChatGPT. We've infused it. There's so many potentials that could potentially happen in the future. It's just, it's waiting to see how that, uh, how that's also managed with some level of guardrails, right? That's the next question is how do you, how, you can't let the system go loose yet. It's definitely not at that stage. Maybe one day, one year, um, but the, the moment you need to know an advisor more than you need uh, a publisher. No, you're absolutely right. I think we're still a ways away from AI taking over all things that go signing. But yep. it's interesting just to see how quickly it's moved into our space. Um, and I think it'll continue to evolve. But like all things with technology, it's a bit of a seesaw. Things will go one way for a little bit until another emerging tech comes up. Um, you know, 3D TVs aren't around anymore. I don't know if you remember when everybody was like, oh, yeah, 3D TVs are the next thing. Um, yeah. 
Well, yeah. Who knows? AI, you never know. AI might not be that next thing, but uh, it's definitely making its way into our, our world already. 100%. Justin, thank you very much for joining. I really appreciate your insight into this. I think you're definitely the right person to speak to around all things data, and uh, hopefully we can get you back on again. Yeah, I'd love to be back. I really appreciate the opportunity, Tim. It's been great chatting today. Absolutely. And uh, you can find Justin and you can find them at telecine.ca, I believe. Yes, Justin? That's correct. We're at .ca and .com. You can find it. .ca and .com. Perfect. Thank you very much. I really appreciate you being on and, uh, and we'll speak to you again on the next one. Thanks. Take care. And that's it for episode three this week. Thank you so much for joining us again. I hope you found some really useful information. And I think the items that Justin managed to deliver to us has really been insightful to understanding how data can help us infuse uh, better digital signage for the future. If you did enjoy this, please do leave a like or a subscribe or a follow or a star, depending on where you listened or watched this to. You can also add in any comments. We're watching the platforms regularly for any additional questions you might have that we might want to cover at a later date to give you as much information as possible. If you'd like to learn more about Signage Live, you can do so at signagelive.com and you can follow me on LinkedIn at Tim Baker and also likewise Signage Live on LinkedIn as well, where you'll be given uh, the most up-to-date information. The newsletter has grown massively by popularity and we're really, really, really happy. So thank you very much for supporting the show and we hope to continue this with more and more information going forward. Uh, again, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>